Welcome to another edition of Practical Reliability, insights on the practical implementation of holistic reliability, brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success. Joe, I am super excited about today's guest. Um, we have none other than the founder and CEO of Upkeep Maintenance Management, Mr. Ryan Chen. Ryan, how are you? Welcome, Ryan. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in LA, Southern California. <laughs> They're kind of all the same, Ryan. You can't really tell one day from another. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like yeah, out today? I don't yeah. know. It's 85. You know. <laughs> there was 77 one, and sunny. <laughs> yeah, bad day is like one cloud in the morning. <laughs> right. Rain. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, except we were, we were just talking about that earthquake, and thankfully, you know. Us, the upkeep team, we're all we're all right, but but that's what you get with this beautiful weather, right? Yeah, you know, there's always got to be some downs to go with the ups, right? Some dark to go with the light, and all that stuff. So, <laughs> so we're oh, really man. happy that you and the team uh, have have come out of that just fine. And uh, and again, welcome to the show. Uh, so, for those that are listening that may not be familiar, upkeep maintenance management is a CMS system. Um, in, in generally speaking, but I, you know, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what upkeep is and kind of how that came to be, uh, as a system in, in, in today's offerings. Sure. So for us, we are a CMMS, our core differentiator. I would really say is our focus on both the customer and the end user and also innovation in this space. Um, so one of the first questions that I commonly get is, you know, hey, Ryan, how did you get in, get started in this industry? So a little bit about myself. I was a chemical engineer from Berkeley. My first job was working in a manufacturing plant, and I was a process engineer there. Um, every single day was thinking about how do we make sure that our manufacturing line moves from what's called 20 feet per minute to 21 feet per minute and improve the entire process of our manufacturing line. Um but one of the big goals for us was not just looking at looking at increasing our line speed, but reducing downtimes. So our team was responsible for implementing a CMMS. Um, and essentially what happened was we purchased the CMMS. We rolled it out to the team. They sold us on all of this, you know, hey, it's going to reduce downtime. It's going to increase uptime. You're going to be able to get the data insights that you need to ultimately increase your line speed and what happened was we went through a very long implementation and no one used it all of our techs out in the field had you know ipads i walked up to to you know john one day and i i pulled out his his ipad and it didn't have power in it i was like come on john what's going on he said oh, i could never figure out how to get this thing to work so that just really hit me one of the big issues in this space is usability and adoption. I wanted to create an entire company out of that and focus on our end users, customers, and technicians out in the field versus, you know, just the top-down sales motion and selling a big vision without the actual product to support where the business is trying to go with this product. So that's really what Upkeep is. That's how it started. That's why we are different. We put a huge emphasis on, on usability, implementation, and ease of use for the folks out in the field that never sit at a desktop. Very cool. Awesome. So um, at this point, so how, you know what, 
for those that may not be familiar with upkeep, um, can you give us just a little bit of background on size and scale? Uh, how long have you been in the market? Um, and just kind of sure. get an understanding of, of what your foothold looks like. Yeah, yeah. So it's a team of, of 60 of us today based out here in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. We've got a team of really, a really hardworking group of folks that are dedicated to this industry that want to solve a real big problem. We've been growing a ton, just to give you some perspective, started the company about four years ago. Um, and it basically started out with just one. There's a team of 60 of us now. Um, in terms of size, scale, we deal with customers from, you know, single, single technician, single facility manager, all the way up to several hundred technicians. We, we sell this product that is distributed across the entire nation and also different countries too. Um, we've got over 10,000 customers today that use upkeep and it's, a, it's, it's absolutely, you know, beautiful to me and to the entire team to see such wide adoption and what I perceive as a short period of time. And we're, we're just continuing on that growth path every single day. It's, it's super exciting. That's really cool. Awesome. So, um, it, so for upkeep or for any CMMS system, you, you know, you kind of triggered on folks have to use it. Right. And I think that's a, obviously a, a, not only a critical parameter, but probably one of the most critical parameters in, in either seeing an ROI or getting value from the system. What, what changes or what, what uh, aspects of a CMMS are different from an upkeep perspective than what would be, you know, certainly not maybe all encompassing of every system, but what generally is out there, what's different that, that helps increase usability? I mean, for us, it's that, that intense focus on the mobile technician. And again, this might help to give you a little bit of insight into where I started from. It was basically the system that we were using was rolled out. It was 100% desktop based, but for our entire team, they never sat at a desk. So what happened when we rolled out this system was we said, all right, team, like everyone, you got to do your daily job, which basically means they're never sitting at a desk. They're doing things on paper and pencil. They're printing stuff out. They're looking at, you know, their, their um, work orders on a piece of paper and taking all of their notes, notes on, on that piece of paper. Now, what happened was we said, all right, we need you now to use this software which basically meant at the tail end of their day, they're going to take all of their notes and they had to come back to a desktop to re-enter all of their, their notes back in. And it actually added more process onto their days instead of made it easier for them. So for us, we said, we're going to try to make your days, lives, and jobs easier by building this amazing solution on the mobile device. And that, what that enables, what people don't realize is you know, if you think about a desktop-based solution, let's say you want to take a picture of an asset, that broken, you know, boiler condenser unit, and you want to annotate on it. What that looks like from desktop-based software is, all right, I pull out my phone, I snap a picture, I jot all my notes down, I come back to a computer, I plug it into the USB port, I upload the photo, now I take that photo and put it into a, a, a work order and I complete it out. Like, for us, we said, why can't you just do that all in one step? So we built this entire company of streamlining that entire workflow and being able to do that on a mobile device. And what that did was 
it cut down that double, that triple entry process that was happening every single day. Yeah, and that's fantastic. I think that that there's there's really two paths people take, or well, let me just say three. So you're either on paper, and then you hand the and then the technician is typing in the system, which to me is actually the least efficient process. Then there's I'm on paper, but then I hand the paper to an administrator, which is slightly more efficient mm-hmm. than the technician because they just happen to type faster. And, and then obviously the the most streamlined is the mobile platform. But I guess yeah. I guess to date, you know, a, in a, a vast majority industry, and I'm sure I'll get a whole bunch of negative feedback about this and people telling me different <laughs> their opinion <laughs> of different things. But but you're either a really good system and then I got to get a bolt on to be paperless or mm-hmm. a paperless solution that's in most systems is not really that robust. And so they still rely on third party solutions um, or it just doesn't have it at all. Right. And it's really not an option. And so I think to have a system that is built from the ground up with that intent, uh, I think is, is, a, is a real plus. Absolutely. What we realized is that CMMS is all about data going into the system so that you can get the reports, KPIs, and dashboards to be able to drive your business. And the best data comes from the folks out in the field. And that, that to me was the clicking moment, realizing that we've got to build an entire company focusing on usability and this data piece from technicians out in the field. And we can only do that if we make their days, lives, and jobs easier, not add more process. Right. So let, <clears throat> which is wonderful. So let's switch over to the implementation side. Now we talked about utilization and all the things that you offer there from an implementation perspective um how how does it work with your system oh my gosh like our entire premise was you know you can get set up and running in a matter of minutes and hours not days weeks and months so for us we've got to actually we 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 have a free product and our entire premise was we want to democratize this and we want to basically allow everyone to see how easy it is. So you can go to the app store, you can download our product, you can sign up for a free trial, and you can start creating jobs, you can snap pictures of your equipment, you can start adding it all as you go along. And what we realize is what the most important thing for an implementation is, is being able to see value out of that system. And the faster that you can start seeing even a glimpse of value, the faster that you'll be able to say, hey, I want to continue rolling with this. And I want to continue building out our PM program, our reliability program. What happens a lot in, in implementations and a lot of failed implementations is we basically chunk out six months to 12 months of time for implementation and we see zero value until you know our go live date let's call it six months later we said that's kind of a warp warped mindset so our our implementations basically look at hey let's get one small group to adopt to the system it literally takes you know a couple minutes couple hours to get onboarded to the system let's input their assets their equipment their pms for this the smaller subset of people and department and and um tasks and then let's get them to start seeing the value out of that. 
and then they spread within the department and across different facilities. That's how our strategy works, and we've seen that so work so so well. We see so many failed implementations when they try to go from you know basically this paper pencil or you know a, a big system to let's call it a twelve month a twelve month implementation, and then they expect that it's going to turn on like a light switch, and it never does. So what we push for is um, basically a, a crawl walk run versus a you know sitting to sprinting model. No, I like that a lot. I think that's that's really valuable and and really good to know because I think you know, like you said, there's a. I think there is some level of planning once you get through that that initial evaluation of the system, right? So you're kind of piloting, you can get up and running. I think one of the keys for me is that folks need to think about what they want the system to tell them. What data do you expect from the system? And then you have to make sure mm -hmm. that the system can provide you that data in an efficient manner, right? So that information has to be collectible, it has to be simply simple to input and then you've got to have a mechanism to get it out of the system um so i i don't think that's any different yep. than what you're talking about it's it, it really is a, a you know a planning process up front but the adoption piece is more critical because you can plan it all you want and if it's not exactly. user friendly it really doesn't matter so you know you're just exactly. not going to get the information and and the folks that are in systems that are cumbersome or clunky have a, a model of if you want it, require it, right? And so instead of it being easy to use and user-friendly, it's, well, I'm just not gonna let you hit the save button until you give me the information, right? So, <laughs> so it, it, you know, and, it, and that creates a, its own issues. Yeah, I think you hit up on a good, very, very good point, which is this idea of feature set. You know, we, we look at CMSs that say, we could do this, we could do that, we have this predictive big data machine learning algorithm model, and you, you know, we see a lot of people get drawn towards that. It's a big focus. Um, you know, innovation is a big focus for us, but again, what, what is most important is that usability and adoption, because if, if no one uses these features, if no one adopts to these features, then it doesn't matter whether you have it or not. So feature set, you know, is kind of a tertiary, secondary thing to what I believe is usability and doesn't make a technician's and the team's life easier because you can force something on people. And that's what we did at our old company. That's we forced it on people and the data that we got. And I, I was telling you, George, that literally people would go back to their desk and they had to have these required fields and they would have one liners that said done. You know, they have a job, they'd have, have a work order, and they'd write done and then close it out. And we went back to report on that data. It, it, it didn't give us those, those insights that, that, you know, our, our vendor had promised us. Yeah, that's awesome. And with, with 10,000 clients, what have you seen from a usability standpoint um, using your system versus where they were current state? Would you say that what? it's a lot higher, the usability? I know it's not going to be 100%. I don't think it ever will be, you know, because you're always oh, going to have people that aren't going to use the system. Um, yeah. But would you say that uh, the percentage of, of users is higher um, with your system than an average CMMS? 
Um, you, you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm a very biased person, obviously, but absolutely, I'm going to answer that question. It's, it's been our core focus. We wanted to build a very robust system in the most simple way possible, and I think we've done an amazing job at it. You know, I could talk a lot about, about how easy upkeep is to use and how, how much our customers love the product, but I think the, one of the reasons why we created this free product at the very base of it is because we wanted to put, you know, basically, uh, you know, our, our money where our mouth is. And we, we wanted to basically let other people decide for themselves, hey, is Upkeep really that user-friendly? So you can, you can basically go to the App Store again, like download our free product and see how easy it is to use yourself and what a night and day our product looks like compared to a, a lot of the other vendors out in the market are today. And what we saw in this market is that, you know, most of the products are, are gated. You know, if you want to see the product, then you have to go through a sales process. You have right. to look at it. You have to get demoed by someone else because they know that you won't understand how to use it unless someone else is sitting there by you. Uh, trust me, I've had lots of salespeople come in and not know how to use their own system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> okay, that's fair. That too. happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they Maybe. come in to do a demo and you go, okay, show me this, 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 and this. And they're like, ah, I need to get the technical guy in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, and I, you know, some of the points that you touch on, and, and certainly we're not um, – there are a lot of options in the CMMS and EAM space and, and some fit different companies and organizations. And I, but I think what's unique is you're a, a green field, so to speak, and it allows you to go straight to the, the thought process of how do I make it very simple at the end user and mobile mm -hmm. and everybody else that's been in the marketplace is trying to adopt their current clunky web browser yeah. interface system into a mobile platform. <laughs> and so they're, you know, yeah. it, the, you're just innovative because you didn't say, let's figure out how to build a database and then, and then an application and then figure out how to make it mobile. You know, your, your mm -hmm. whole mindset we is different there. than that. Right. And, and that puts you at a, a very different place than, than some of the other systems. So it, I, I want to shift gears one more time to, um, you know, fo you mentioned folks can kind of download it. They can kind of use it. That's great. But ultimately, they still have to build some asset hierarchy. They still have to collect some data. They still have to do some cleansing or get it organized in order to actually effectively use the system and to, and to do the implementation. Um, can you kind of walk us through what are some of the key milestones for your customers in that process? So, you know, a lot of folks, whether they're a small organization or medium sized organization, they may have, you know, okay, we want to go down this path and replace our CMMS with something else, but they don't really understand what's necessarily behind that to make sure that not only do they get to use the system because it's so user friendly, but that they've kind of done the, the homework to set it up properly to get the value out of it as well. What are some of the, the key points you would you would give people from an advice standpoint? Yep. In terms of key milestones, we've got a few. Um, the first key milestone is basically creating your first work order. So you basically come into our system, you download our product, create a work order. And and that's kind of the light bulb moment, I think, when people realize, oh shit, like this is really awesome. So that's basically step one. For step two is okay, now that we've 
we've seen the value, the very brief value of what upkeep can offer. Now the next focus for us and next key milestones is getting your data, assets, and equipment into into upkeep. And like you mentioned, building out the asset hierarchy, adding in all of your locations, adding in all of your inventory parts, things like that. That's basically step two for us. Next thing for us is basically adding in all of your PMs, workflows into into system into upkeep. Step th- or step four for us is adoption and usage. So now that we've got PMs and our workflows baked into into the system, it's all about adoption, usage, and training. Now the fifth thing for us, and this is actually, I believe that this is in order of order of events. The fifth thing after we get adoption and usage, we want to start building out KPIs and dashboards. So like you had mentioned, George, earlier. Um, we have to know exactly what the purpose and premise of, of a CMMS is. And we get that through really robust reporting KPIs and dashboards and tracking, measuring it every single week. All right. So then the then next big milestone for us is basically taking these KPIs and dashboards and starting to take action against these KPIs and dashboards to see how we can improve. And now the the final step for me is this continuous improvement life cycle. And that's where the money is in in CMMS. That's where the whole reason why we exist. This is this is the part. It's basically taking a look at all of your data, the work that you've done, the work the historical records, and being able to say, I can make business level decisions by changing our workflow, by changing these these uh, by changing our maintenance program, by looking at reliability instead of just being reactive 100% of our day. Um, it's really about taking all the data and insights and constantly improving and thinking about your, your entire department from a how can I be better. That's where the value of a CMMS comes. So that's that's really interesting, actually. So, you know, we're called practical reliability for a reason. So we're going to we're going to I'm going to ask you some tough questions here. So you always get, you know, if you're trying to implement a CMMS, what is the return on investment? What is the return on investment? And I'll be honest, in my perspective, the CMMS as a system, the disk, the installation, there's no return on investment. If, if you're not if you're not taking an action with the information you take out of it, that's otherwise it's a filing cabinet. So it it has value. Agreed. It has value. It's a filing cabinet. But it, you know, for for you to see the true value of it, you've got to understand what it is you want to know, so that you can make those business decisions. And then you got to make sure that that information is getting input, so that you can see the data and make those business decisions. I think you've carved out a gigantic niche and make sure I can get the data or, you know, it's easily input because people will adopt the system. And there's, there's mm-hmm. certainly other pieces to this. And it sounds like you're also focused on, you know, how do we make sure that we're presenting the data that can make business decisions, you know, but I, you know, for the folks that are listeners, you still got to take an action. There's an action after all of this yep. to go make the improvement and then update your your strategies inside that CMMS if if that's applicable and and you know um, whatever the the case may be based on what that improvement is, but I think that's a, a really critical 
piece, at least from my perspective. And I know that, you know, it doesn't matter whose CMMS system you go to, that the salesperson is going to have an ROI calculator. And <laughs> say, oh, you're but, but if you're not taking actions, it's really tough to, yeah. to generate an ROI. And I, I've had, at least in my past, where I've asked for X plus Y in terms of monies, uh, for a CMS implementation, and they would say, nope, you're only getting X, and what's the return on investment? I'd say zero, because you didn't give me the Y. If I don't have the Y, I can't I can't get people to use the system mm -hmm. and give me the data, and I can't make the improvement. So you can either waste X yep. or spend X plus Y and, and get the system you need, you know? So, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, so, it, it is a, it's a tough challenge, right, with a return on investment, because folks have to use it. Well, yes, absolutely. So when people ask me and ask us that question, it's, it's actually very clear to me. There's three different modes of ROI for a CMMS, and I'm just talking broadly speaking. I'm not even just talking about upkeep. First one is increasing productivity. So how does, how does a CMMS increase productivity? Well, the first way is, okay, not add additional process onto the end of someone's work day? How do we make it more streamlined, more efficient? How do we streamline communication and make productivity within the plant go higher? So that's the first one. And I actually think that is probably one of the least, um, the highest, that is one of the least uh, ROI out of all three of these. So the second ROI category to us is basically reducing downtime for your equipment. There's a very clear way of saying, hey, if we could reduce downtime of our manufacturing equipment by, you know, 30 minutes every single day, we know how many units we produce, we know what, we, what it sells at, we know what the cost of downtime costs us. So if we, if we can have that mindset, then, then um, we know exactly how many dollars. So the third one is, okay, well, how are we going to extend our asset and equipment lifetime? So these three ROI categories are very clear to me. But what you're saying, George, is that you can't make an impact on any one of these three buckets unless you start taking action. Yeah, I think I, I think there's a you know the system itself and its functional capability can help you with the first one. But that's the least yeah. impactful to the business, right? You can set up good workflows, right. be a fully electronic system, and that can help you with efficiency. Um, you right. know, dispatching people without having to have them go to a printer and all that stuff. There's 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 some efficiency gains there. The other two, however, require a significant amount of effort and understanding, and and whether or not you're even tracking downtime inside that system, right? And that's clunky because it's not actually connected to the production equipment and so there's there's a whole piece around you know how intrusive or how seamless mm -hmm. should the cmms be to other systems and how integrated um, and i think ultimately we'll get to a point where it can track losses in a production mindset but i don't think at least at the moment the typical cmms is not really engaged into the SCADA systems or or anything like that right so it's it takes work, right? And I, I think the the use of the system can certainly point you in the direction of getting to those ROI pieces. It, it's just cumbersome, right? And you, you've got to take actions yeah. to do it. So you've got to have the right yeah. system, which which is important. You've got to have it configured appropriately so that you can get data out of it. And you've got to make good decisions with that information and take actions in order to see value. And I think what you're bringing yep. to the table 
is the hope that, you know, everything else is an intangible and based on leadership at the site. <laughs> so you, even mm-hmm. with upkeep, right, you can install upkeep all you want. If the, if the people at the site aren't using the data and making choices, then they're not going to improve very much. And so, right. it, you know, it, it's really important for folks to understand that the system as a whole is a is a is a piece that allows you to do the rest. It, it's a it gives you the ammunition to go shoot it, you know, but it's not going to pull the trigger. Absolutely. 100 percent agree with that. Yeah, that's that's you know, I think it's it's a you know, the CMMS space is due for a revamp and it's exciting to see that it's happening. <laughs> It's happening. It's happening right now. Awesome. So, so for folks that that would want to know more about Upkeep, where do they go to find out information? Sure. Check us out on our website. It's www.onupkeep.com. Very cool, Ryan. And, and are you um, are you presenting at any conferences or releasing any any media in the near future that folks can can get ready to take a look at? Absolutely. We've got, you know, we got our blog. You can subscribe to our Upkeep blog. If you go to our website, check out our blog. We've got new stuff coming out every single week on reliability and maintenance. Um, follow me on LinkedIn as well in terms of conferences. Um, we're going to be at the maintainers in Washington, D.C. in October. So just uh, three months away. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for being our guest on Practical Reliability. It's been really nice talking to you. Uh, again, today, our guest, uh, Mr. Ryan Chen from Upkeep Maintenance Management. Thanks, thank- Ryan. Thanks so much for having me. This has been fun. Awesome. For questions on this or any other topics, email us at ask at reliabilityx.com. This has been another episode of Practical Reliability brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success.